0: Jake Gensel is not the fastest player on his team. He's not the fastest player on his line. He's also not the biggest, not the strongest. He doesn't have the most powerful shot, doesn't even necessarily have the most accurate shot. All he does is make hockey plays, most of them, With his brain. And as a result, he might be, don't bite my head off for this, the best player on his team. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and/or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Jake is the leading scorer on this team with 52 points in 45 games. He's got five more points than Sid does, and and there are all kinds of asterisks to all of this. You can go through the various numbers within the team and even in the league overall. Jake's 25 goals rank 13th in the NHL. His point total ranks 18th. And Jake also got off to a slow start this season because of a symptomatic bout with COVID. And when he did come back, he wasn't himself for the first, I'd say, eight or nine games, something in that range. But he started producing well before Sid returned and well before Brian Rust had become a fixture with this whole line. That's something that's really been new to 2022 how explosive and productive collectively this line's been. For the first three months of the season, a lot of everything had to be on Jake. And all he did after that completely understandable slow start was deliver again and again and again. And it's that consistency not really getting into streaks and slumps and so forth it's the consistency in which he expressed the most pride yesterday after practice when the subject of his season came up yeah i think so i think that's just the main thing you try to do as a player you want to be consistent i think each year you come back and try to think of things you want to get better at and i think for me just more consistency and um it's been a good year so far but you know there's a lot of hockey left so i think for me it's just got to uh, stick to what I've been doing and, and trying to help his team win. That demeanor is also consistent, by the way, with Jake. Um, he is as humble as they come, the son of an accomplished coach, and someone who understands not just the off the ice stuff about hockey and how to carry oneself, but infinitely more important to this conversation, how the game is played, including away from the puck. One thing I love to recommend to people when they go to games in person, because I can't say this often enough, hockey is just not a TV sport, and it'll probably never be one. Even in the high-definition IMAX, uh, screens bigger than your house type of environment, hockey has to be seen. In person, Jake has to be seen in person to be fully appreciated for everything that he does. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how one dollar can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. You'll hear people talk about chemistry between multiple line mates or sometimes just two line mates. And that'll almost always come in the context of how many goals and assists they produce with each other. And again, that's understandable. When I go to make an argument as to which is the best line in hockey, before I just reflexively say... You know, it's the one in Boston with Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and David Posternak. I'll go and I'll match up their goals and assists and everything else that they do with those guys in Denver. Meaning, of course, Miko and Nathan McKinnon, and Gabriel Landeskog. But if I'm watching the games and having these types of thoughts... Uh, with the luxury that I'm afforded and sitting in press boxes and looking down at ice level, I'm watching play away from the puck. Play away from the person on your team who's possessing the puck. I'm watching movements near center ice, all the way up by the red, even by the far blue line. If you're reading off of a certain sequence as to what might occur, not with the next pass, but with the second pass. The other day, Sid scored on a beautiful slap shot that he blew past Ranta of the Hurricanes. Came flying down the left side and just let it rip, right under the blocker, beautifully placed, beautifully hit. What no one saw, at least not unless you were at the rink, was the symphony that set it up. Chris Latang with a bullet breakout pass up the right side to Brian Rust, tapped it, tapped it quickly to Jake. Jake, in virtually the same motion, fires across to the left boards where Sid was streaking up ice. There are multiple people who needed to be prepared for this sequence of events. Latang actually wasn't one of them. Latang just needed to hit somebody who's available. And Rust was available. But Rust hits Jake. And Jake makes the key play. The critical play. If his pass is off, well, yeah, Sid's pretty good at catching misfired passes. He'll find a way. But he didn't have to with this one. Jake goes all the way across ice, but blade to blade. So Sid can maintain his full speed, his full sense of purpose, and have the confidence that he needs to just let it fly, which he did. How did Jake know that Sid was doing this? And how did he think that Rust was going to get him the puck? Did he call for Rust to get him the puck? These are the kinds of things that make him exceptional. He didn't have to be, Jake didn't, the fastest or the biggest or the strongest, anything. He just needed to be the smartest, or in this case, one of the two smartest people on the rink. It's beautiful hockey. It's a lot of fun to watch in its own way. Now, I'm going to tell you, who Jake reminds me of. This goes way back in Penguins history. And I mean this in the best way possible. Robbie Brown, the early version, the first edition of Robbie Brown through Pittsburgh. When he played alongside Mario Lemieux, there were two players on the rink who were thinking the game at a different level. Robbie Brown was not fast, and I'm being really kind with that assessment. He was a little dude, 5'10". His shots were these uh, awkward knuckleballs. balls. no idea how he even got them to the back of the net, but he did. And because he was playing with the greatest passer in the history of the game, he had enough chances that he could put up 50 goals one year. Jake Gensel, third-round pick. Really, really little guy when he entered the USHL. Now, a deserving all-star and the leading scorer on a team of generational talents. What an amazing story. Well worth, I'd say, stepping back occasionally and appreciating. When we come back, just one question. comes from Sean Maiolo, who says, J1Q for you, DK. I know you don't like to do hypothetical trade scenarios, but what are your thoughts on the acquisition cost of and likelihood of landing an expiring contract type of goaltender like Eunice Corpusalo from Columbus? He's had his struggles this year, but he was quite good in his only sort of full season in 2019-20. Hard to forget that 85 save performance that he had against the Lightning in the playoffs that year. Yeah, that was... An unbelievable show, that game and really that the whole series, but especially that game. My reflexive answer to you, Sean, is that the Blue Jackets don't and shouldn't consider themselves to be out of anything. They beat the Maple Leafs in overtime last night on a Patrick Liney goal. Liney's really feeling it. Uh, really nice rush and a pass, by the way, by Jakub Voracek. To make that happen, they have some players there. They have some top six. They have, you know, a top two, even a top four, arguably, on the blue line. And they have goaltending depth, which is why I'm sure you're bringing them up. But there are a couple of ways to look at this. One is that Corpus Allo, as you mentioned, hasn't exactly found himself this year. He has not established himself as the number one goaltender that everyone in Columbus had hoped he'd become after watching that series. And two, you're going to laugh at this, okay? But just stay with me. There's this weird thing in Columbus about the Penguins. They, not just their fans, but on the inside like to pretend that the Penguins are their rivals, okay? I'm not being mean here. This is a real thing, okay? This is a lot like the Capitals from, I don't know, 15 years ago, where that you would just say, uh, why are you calling us a rival? It can't be a rival. All we ever do is beat you. The Capitals and the Penguins couldn't become rivals until the Capitals finally beat them in 2018, which they did and went on, not coincidentally, to win their only Stanley Cup. The Blue Jackets have not had this moment, to say the least, as it relates to the Penguins, including in the time since they've moved into this conference and this division. That beautiful building, Nationwide Arena, is filled with people who think of the Penguins as like their big blockade from success. Okay, which again to use this term is weird. This is my way of saying that I don't believe that Yarmo Kekalin would make that type of deal with the Penguins, even if the Blue Jackets were to fall out of it. Which, to repeat, they aren't. They're currently eight points behind the Bruins. And while that might seem like a pretty nice cushion for the Bruins, if the Bruins Had everyone going, they don't. We saw that firsthand with Patrice Bergeron going down, Brad Marchand getting suspended, Tuca Rask retiring in midseason. The Bruins might be, out of the top eight teams currently in the East, the one wounded animal that you could chase if you were to get hot. I don't know that I'd classify the Blue Jackets as capable of getting hot, but I also don't think you're going to see them move players off their roster. Certainly not to their boogeyman of choice. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow.